0: Hey, everybody. I'm Boogie. I'm Head. And this is Block Talk. We are Cement Block Productions. We're a small production company, minority-owned, by the way, that helps small businesses grow their social media platform. And this is our podcast. Me and TJ have been friends for quite some time, and we met in the craziest of places. Yeah, prison. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing it just to, you know, further everything for far as business-wise and you know just trying to stay out the way it's entertainment it's fun that's all it is yeah and we cover a wide range of topics you know what i'm saying uh i like to say the three s's sports society and simps because we got a problem with all three and you realize that me and head agree on a lot but there are some things that we will just not see eye to eye on and that's fine because that's part of podcasting anyway we hope you enjoy the episode and you continue to enjoy it and uh follow us on Instagram at cement block underscore productions, on TikTok, on Instagram, all that good jazz. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe the video on YouTube also. Yeah, if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram is D-A underscore Honcho H-O-N-C-H-O-5-9. And with that, enjoy the episode. I can fuck
1: you can still come copy, monster hanging with ghouls and goblins, I'm so heartless, sleep with a car and, yeah, a nigga like every day, they say more money, more problems, shit, shit. well, I'm like, okay, strong
0: punk god, but I still don't play, yeah, no, I'm a dog, but I still go eight, um, never, ever, ever give a fuck what they say, yeah, we lose a draw they still don't say, something. um it's a whole
1: lot of money in this cold world, y'all nigga gonna make you some. It's cold where young nigga had to take me some, yeah Fuck the right touch to a boss, uh Money gave birth to a boss, style. Uh. They say you gotta cry before you walk Where fuck, nigga, I ran, yeah, yeah. Ran out the bands, man. My mother was locked the camp, yeah I had to do what I can, yeah, yeah can.
0: Sweet, sultry voice of connection Man, that, <laughs> that was anchor gotta different. fix that shit I feel like it was a lot easier last time, right? I thought so too, yeah Yeah, that or maybe I don't know it's hard to tell you days. Dude, I was stoned to the bone last time, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You had to excuse my voice, dude. I fucking went to Cancun over the weekend, man. Got blasted. Oh, yeah? How was that? Fun as shit, man. I didn't even record everything I did because, you know, I got drunk and forgot. But um, it was a blast, though, man. Like I said, was, I was at this resort. We went for my brother's graduation. It was great. You know what I'm saying? Uh We went to... You ever heard of the uh, the Coco Bongo? No. Oh man, let if you ever go to Cancun, Josh Thomas, let me tell you something right now. Go to the Coco Bongo,
1: because yeah. that
0: shows is too lit. That shit was dope. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Leash went not too long ago, man. I I wasn't able to like leave the country at the
1: time. Um, oh. But man, like she was she was sending me pictures. Man, Cancun's beautiful.
0: Oh no, it's great. I'm gonna be. Honest. The only thing I don't like about traveling, which sucks, is I guess I look, at Josh. Because no matter what, bro, no matter what airport I go to, oh, I no matter what port I dock in, I get stopped and frisked, bro. Same, same, bro. Man, I swear. Listen, I, I could be with my family. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I adopted a white family because I was like, if I hang in, out with these white people and blend in, oh yeah, be okay. Did not pass the test, Josh. Did not pass the test, bro. It's it's the beard, man. Because like they get me every single time. Maybe that's it. See, I, I was thinking it was a tattoos or something, but maybe it is the beard. I've flown, I've flown over
1: fifty times, bro. I've had hoodies on covering up all my tattoos. Every single time, I trace it
0: back. It's the beard. God, you know what? You're making a lot of sense, and that's terrifying. I don't like it, bro. It's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, man. Because you know what? Actually, now you think about, it, bro. All my siblings are baby face. Damn it. it's making make a lot so of sense accurate. now, man. Yeah, I remember, man. I remember I got fondled when I was in Jamaica. I went, oh, to, Jamaica. I went nice? to Jamaica on a cruise. And when we got into the port or whatever, man, they let me into the port fine. It's when I was leaving that they were like, uh uh uh, come here. And I was like, what'd I do? And they're like, random search. I was like, it don't seem very random, man. And <laughs> he have, like, they have a soft touch. Were they,
1: were they like gentle when they like cup your balls? Or no? no, not at all. He's like,
0: and then he like shook it a little bit like, like what is this? What is this? <laughs> I was
1: like, it's my nuts, dude. Fuck you mean, what is this? Yeah. I was like, it's
0: my nutsack. Bro, can like, I
1: can I just say some TSA
0: take that shit way too serious? Way is, bro. They're like, listen, I mean, I'm the last threat. I'm see, the last what I'm goddamn
1: saying. frontier. That's what I'm I'm saying. Saying. I was I was on a flight with
0: a fucking dude <laughs> that made a cigarette mid flight, bro. Damn, that's gangster. Dude, right? That's what I was saying. I was like, Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I need I, I I'm nowhere near that type of answer. Might hear some noises, Josh. I'm uh I'm grilling right now, make me some lamb chops and some some steaks. Cause I haven't eaten yeah, all day man. and I'm a fat whore. But for those of y'all that are listening, man, if y'all hear these two sexy sultry bearded voices, it's your boy Boogie back once again with the great episode, joined by a bad motherfucker who y'all might recognize. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Homegrown Podcast, a good friend, and a great father. Please put your hands together for Josh Thomas. What the fuck is up? Man, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. For a while, our schedules have not been aligning. Oh, man, dude, I've been everywhere. I <laughs> know, uh, I've been seeing you do your, uh, your BJJ tournaments and shit. Yeah, man. And then I've been working like crazy.
1: Moving is the single, like, most stressful thing in the world. Really? Bro, it, it's between, like, moving and flying, bro. Because, like, like, flying, like, for me, like, I know he's just talking about, like, the airports and, like, getting, like, frisked and shit. Yeah. Flying stresses me out, bro. Like, I've flown over 50 times. Like, it always stresses me out because I'm worried I'm going to, like, miss my flight or something. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. See, I moving, I'm, I'm, I'm but... super early everywhere, so I don't have that, like, fear, I guess. But it's... Like, all the high-paced, frantic movement, that's definitely stressful. Man, like, moving stressful as fuck, because, like,
1: I I have to go, like, a week without fucking Wi-Fi, which is, like, cool. Like, I ain't I ain't bitching, but, like, I have an internet show, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's got to be tough.
1: It sucks, man. It's so hard, because, like, I have, like, three episodes recorded, and I'm just, like, now waiting to put them out. Yeah. So, sure. I just, like, finally, I broke down. I spotted it last night and, like, uploaded one, but. It's fucking stressful, man. And all my shit, half my shit's still in Michigan, so.
0: Yeah. That's aggravating. No, I, I could definitely say that. Now, moving definitely fucking blows. Uh, that's got to be the same. Single... I've moved like three times, but because I'm kind of a moron, so. Uh, with three different women. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, usually when it fails, as it has, spectacularly. Uh, you know, you got to get all your shit and then just move back either with a friend or with your mom or somewhere. And that's just stressful, yo. Oh, yeah. For
1: real. After, so after my divorce, I ended up keeping the house um, for, 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 for like a time period. I kept my house. And then yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? Like, you take it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I moved in with some family and bro, it was so, I think it was more stressful living with family. And then when I moved to Virginia, like, recently, I was living with some family. And it was, like, ten times more stressful than you would ever think living
0: with fucking family would be. Yeah, man, because you always think, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my family. My family's always got my back. But at the same time, half the time, I want to choke them out. That's what I'm saying, bro. It took a lot out of me to not choke my family. It is every now and again I want to just put him in the old Josh Thomas, you know what I mean? That's what I'm gonna start calling them. I want to just put him in the old Josh Thomas.
1: Dude, you gotta you gotta
0: fucking go Ted Nugent on him, man. Put him in a fucking <laughs> stranglehold,
1: baby. You know what I mean? Like
0: Listen, half the time I want to dick Cheney there, ass. So I wanna accidentally shoot them. Yo, dude. Oh man, I forgot all about that until like <laughs> did you see that fucking movie that
1: came out about about him?
0: Yeah, Cheney, bro. That was a great movie, by the way. Uh great George Bush impression by Sam bro. Rockwell. I think yeah. the best George Bush is and- <laughs> bro. Oh, that was incredible. That shit was hilarious. It was Alabama yo. Kush. Yeah, that shit was hilarious, yo. And i like, but you love smoking pot. It's my-, it's my dad, man. It's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that shit never, n- it never doesn't crack me up. Oh, no. It, it has me dying, bro. That movie always is fucking hilarious. That movie, Friday, is another great one I love.
1: Oh, I fucking love Friday.
0: I love Friday. I was quoting Friday, I think today. <laughs> I do. It's it's one of those movies that's like
1: ingrained in my DNA. Mm-hmm. All the it's time. It's so portable, bro. It's so quotable. All, all the time, I hit that line from Next Friday, the the Michael Blackson line when he walks in the record store. He's like, "I can't get jiggy with this shit." I can't get jiggy with this shit. Bro, he's shit like, like "You've been
0: chewing on this shit, man." Kiss my ass. So what? Kiss my ass, Mortisaka. That's just great, yo. I think I oh, because I think I was on the phone with somebody, and I was. T- I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about, but I was talking about something. And I said the line, I was like, because I'm the king around here. I'm the of Rancho Cucamonga. Oh,
1: yo. He said, you ain't got no water in your pool. He said, we ain't learned how to swim in a project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you want to you know, like, a secret? It's like, I'm in Virginia. I really never learned how to swim, bro. I'm 27, and I will literally take swimming classes when, when like, when my daughter goes. Really? I, ne-
0: I never learned, yeah. That's wild, bro. I remember how my dad taught me how to swim. I remember he he literally, he's like, you want to learn how to swim? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And I was like, but I'm a little scared. He's like, that's right, man. You ain't got to be scared. And he just picked me up and threw me in the middle, like, of of a pool, in, like, the eight-foot side. And he was like, well, either you're going to learn how to swim or you're going to drown. There's only two choices now. Now, granted, I learned how to swim, but that is fucking terrifying as a child. My dad did that same shit to me, and then after a couple minutes, when I didn't learn how to swim, he just come <laughs> get me, bro. See, you 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 picked the you picked the drown route, Josh. You picked the wrong route. <laughs> I know, bro. I was trying to look at the bottom of the swimming pool, man. I thought yeah. I seen some shit down there. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I picked the winning side. I was like, listen, man, this is, I'm gonna pick the swim side.
1: You know what, man? Like, I've never like I was I was never inclined to like fuck with water, though. Like, I like fishing. But, like, I don't go out on a boat to go fishing. Like, I'll fish off yeah. like a riverbank or. Oh, that's just fun as
0: fuck, dude. Listen, I've been, I've been uh, deep sea fishing or whatever on a boat. Shit's dope. I just went on some jet skis in Cancun, actually, speaking about it. Bro, Man. so I like, I want to learn how to surf. Like, it's one of my life goals is to learn how to yeah. surf. See, I'm terrified of surfing, bro. I'm so scared. Because of, cause of <laughs> sharks? Uh, no, not even that. I just, you know how you hear about, like, people getting, like, their feet tangled up and, like, because, you know, you got that ankle strap or whatever, so that way you don't oh, lose the, yeah. the surfboard? To me, I don't know. Why. That's the most terrifying thing. I'm going to fall off that bitch. It's somehow going to wrap around my neck, and I'm going to choke myself to death doing some crazy shit I ain't had no business doing. Damn, bro. I wish you just said the shark route, because I ain't never thought about that shit. Right? Like, I'm, like, I'm sorry to scare you, Josh. I'm sorry to scare you. If a shark
1: rolls up, dude, I'm going to kick a shark right in the
0: dick, dude. Like, I ain't, I don't care. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I think sharks are kind of pussies. Now, who I'd be scared of is orcas. Bro, have you ever seen an orca? Orcas are dickheads. Yeah, but
1: I so I ain't never going to be in a position in my life, God willing, that I'm God ever going to have to deal
0: with an orca. Listen, man, I, I was watching <laughs> a Discovery Channel thing, right, on orcas. Bro, orcas are the assholes of the ocean. You oh, know, your... for fun, they just slap seals out of fucking water. Do you hear this god-awful dog that's barking right now? I'm going to be honest, I'm so glad my dog is being, like, chill as fuck right now, yo. I'm also house-sitting for my sister's dog, and thank God they're both just being, like, chill as shit. Bro, I
1: listened, I listened to the episode, it was, like, you, your sister, and then, like, your homie came in after Oh, episode. yeah. Yeah, dude, I listened to that shit, that shit was great.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, great. Self-conscious about her voice, she's like, I sound so drunk. All her friends told her, they're like, oh, no, we love it, you sound great, you should go back on. So now all her friends want to come on the podcast drunk as shit, and I'm like, I've created monsters. Can I say? Can I say? I applaud you because growing up with a sister,
1: I adopted that same mentality that you have. Where if you go out with your sister and her friends, you are officially in charge of not only your sister but also her friends. Oh no, yeah, dog, definitely. I, yeah, I, I definitely I have that strong that. mindset.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. just cause well, cause it's my thing, right? I'm like, and I'm gonna be honest. Another thing that I automatically do, I most of the time. Forfeit the ability to pick up women when I go out with them because let's be honest, bro. If you're with a group of like four or five women, no bro, woman is gonna think, believe they think, the 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 group, uh-huh. they think you're the Ricky Martin of the group, bro. Uh huh, they think you're the Ricky Martin of the
1: group living La Vita Loca, bro. They think it, you're hitting exactly, for the other they, team.
0: they think there's something a little sweet about you, they think a little sugar yeah. in your tank, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no. Nah. It, it, it never goes good, bro. It never goes good. I because I'm gonna be honest, I know that's what I think when I see a group of women with one dude. I never assume like, oh, that's somebody's boyfriend, that's somebody's brother. I'm like, that's hell no! I'm like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, he's gay, so that's I can yep. shoot at any one of those girls I want to. Yeah, no, that's the backup singer. That's that's, a, yeah, that's I mean, the you're backup that singer.
1: Because I, that's, yeah, I have the same thought. Yeah,
0: exactly. Man. That's what I'm saying. That's, it's it's crazy thinking about that shit. It's like, um, what was I gonna say? You know what's yes. funny that I was just talking about, right? Oh On yeah, the go podcast ahead. Podcast too. Uh, Tory Lanes has a song right well, he's got a quote that I love and uh well oh this episode hasn't dropped yet. anyway, you'll hear it by the time that this comes out and uh <laughs> Tory Lanes has a quote where he says your girl uh everybody's girl has a man to the right dude ass yeah and I found that out in Cancun that that is a very real real thing Josh
1: oh yeah, yeah, man you use that uh use that dime piece on the side. <laughs> For the night, I was hell yeah.
0: Shoo, this man, because look, this is the thing, right? And look, this is I a lot of people get mad at me when I say, bro, like I don't really trust women most of the time when they go on girls' trips or when they go on, you know, what I'm saying like girls' yeah. nights and shit like that. But I, because again, I've been that dude that's out there that sees them girls trips and them girls' nights out. Yep. Where one of them got a boyfriend and then you know she wake up the next morning talking about I gotta go to my boyfriend house. I'm like, goodbye. Yeah. You can leave. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm speaking out of out of character, out of pocket. Yeah. And everybody always wants to use the exception where they're like, Well, my girl, whatever, dude. I'm like, Well, I'm not talking about your girl. I'm just saying on yeah. a balance no, no, of probabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a balance of probabilities, you know what I'm saying? Cause I speaking generality. So I'm like, on a balance of probabilities, why would you wanna take that risk? That's like, why would I wanna part my my brand new fucking Ferrari on the worst side of town. Yo. Even though I know the locks work and my alarm gonna go off, why would I wanna set myself up for failure like that? Yeah,
1: I ain't even gonna lie. That car gonna get rear ended before the night's over. Yeah, that's, that's the,
0: that's Man, the they Man, they gonna leave me off. nothing but the lug nuts. And they might need that in case they are lug nut short. They ain't gonna bro. leave me a bitch ass thing.
1: Bro, let me tell you when I was working when I was like living in Jacksonville, we was working on like the bad side of town. Yeah. And, uh, bro, this is no I thought that was wrong. all of Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean yeah yeah but like one side's like a lot worse than the other, right? It's okay. like near it's it's an area called Moncrief. And actually my baby cousin actually just got murdered um like oh, probably shit. about two two months ago down there. So or oh, R I R- R- P Aaron, but um so we was working down on Moncrief and I went in a gas station. Yeah. And and I locked the work truck behind me, because I was like, eh, fucking wait, right. <laughs> so we come out and there's like two two different trucks from our company parked there. Mm-hmm. And I get in my truck and I go to back up and I see something like sticking, kind of out the back of the other truck. So I pull back in. Somebody had climbed in the bed of the other work truck. Ah, oh, dude. And it was just chilling, bro. I don't know what, like, I don't know if they was gonna like start lifting
0: shit from the toolbox. Like, I don't know what was, like, like what their plan I, was. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but like, like it wasn't good. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they weren't leaving the Bible back there, Josh.
1: No, no, <laughs> that shit. Nah, shit's crazy, man. If you if anything ain't tied down or chained up, like it's gonna Le- go legs.
0: Listen, man, my, my dad has a work truck, right? And you know, my dad, like, we grew up in, in the hood and shit like that. And man, I remember my dad's work truck was getting broken into all the fucking time. Yep. So it was like so annoying. But because you know, he's got like a bunch of tools back there. And these tools are like cause he does like HVAC. So these tools mm-hmm. cost a pretty penny. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kinda like, God damn. Like, this is insane that people would want to steal these tools. But it's, it's crazy, though, man. Like I said, if, if the motherfucker ain't nailed down, they took that shit. They took, yeah, uh, like a, a a bucket of just miscellaneous screws. They took that shit, too. I was like, dude, God damn. Yo, every dad got that bucket, dude.
1: And I'm learning, like, the older I get, I'm that fucking dad, bro. Because I got a coffee, like a coffee can, and it's just full of fucking screws. I don't even know what it goes to, bro. But, like, for some reason, like, I get the father in me, I'm just like, I can't throw this shit away.
0: Yeah, I'll it's like you slowly become your parents, bro. So like all this shit you used to make fun of your parents for, you start doing it without realizing it. and You're like, "Fuck, bro, I'm becoming my parents."
1: Low key, the other day yeah. I came in from, I came in, I sat on the couch for a second, I cut on the TV,
0: I was out in fucking two minutes, bro. Yeah, two bro. fucking minutes. I bro. used to make fun of my dad for that shit all the time, sleeping while watching TV. Yeah, like, that's yep. old fuck. And I do the same shit now. Like a baby, I pass out. I'm like, "Fuck me, man. I'm an old bitch." <laughs> Dude, I fucking, I hurt everywhere. I pop anytime I get in the floor. Like if I get in the floor to play with my daughter, bro, you better guarantee it's going to sound like a fucking, it's going to sound like firecrackers when I get up, dude.
1: Like my knees, my fucking hands, my wrists, like.
0: Same, bro. Same. Yeah, because I got two bad knees and shit like that from, you know, just terrible life choices. And um, yeah, man, all my shit snap, crackle, and pop, man. It sounds like, you know, like when you crunch up a water bottle? Yep. My shit sounds like that because I got two bad knees, uh, one bad elbow, a bad shoulder, bunch of broken bones in my hands and shit so it's like my shit just crickety crackle all over the place i'm like this sucks
1: i broke my ankle twice in the same fucking spot twice the same ankle yeah (laughs) damn yeah yeah dude back to fucking back too bro like within two years of each other so within Uh. within the same two-year period the first time i was in just a cast and the second time well it was like a boot and then the second time I was in a cast because they had to do surgery. And then I then I was in a boot for a while. And that was just it was fucking it's garbage, bro. Yeah, that but that fucking blows. I fucking I broke the same ankle twice. I broke both hands. I broke my left hand twice. And then most recently when I was in Michigan, I broke both fucking feet at the same time. God. <laughs> Which was fucking awesome. Oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah, it was, dude, to like wipe my own ass, I'd have to like literally like lean over to the toilet. Or lean over, sorry, lean over to like the bathtub and like yeah. hold myself up on the toilet in the bathtub, and then just like try to get lucky because like putting weight down on, on both your feet, like when both of them
0: are broke, like yeah, it's fucking garbage. Yeah, that just sounds like a trick, you know. I mean, the thing is, I I so it turns out right, I fuck shit up and I don't realize it till way fucking later. Like, dude, I I didn't even know that I had two broken bones in my hand until I went for some completely different. I went for some other shit and uh. They had a, oh, I was in a car accident and they were scanning my wrist because I told them I was like, man, my wrist hurts like really bad or whatever, because you know I was holding on to the steering wheel and shit. So they they x-rayed my wrist in my hand and they're like, you know, you have two broken bones in your hand, right? I said, What? And they're like, they're like, Yeah, let me see your hand. And you know, I always make the joke. You know, I bought my pinky ring because my my pinky doesn't extend all the way, like it's kind of stuck at a arch and shit. Yeah. And so, yeah, it turns out it's cause I broke it. Uh, I I, I didn't find that out till years later. I just thought, I was like, well, shit's like that. (laughs) I was like, because I just got a weird pinky or whatever. My dad
1: was like working on a car one time with like my uncle. uh, Somebody, like people used to just bring their shit to my dad to work on. My dad and my brother all the time. Yeah. uh, So my dad's working on this car and something happened. The jack came out of it, but like it flung at like a weird angle and it hit my dad in the chest. And so years later, my dad goes for an x-ray. When, when he found out he had cancer, he goes for an x-ray. And turns out that he had broke his sternum. And it fucking regrew back together. But it regrew like weird. God damn. And, and they were like, you, you just, like, you didn't feel this?
0: And he was like, no, I felt it. I just wasn't concerned.
1: And I was like, that's the hardest shit I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah, man. No, stop. Uh, when I broke my middle knuckle, dude, it literally looked like I had a golf ball on my fucking hand. Like, I showed up to work the next day, and they were like, it looks like you have a golf ball on your hand. And yeah. I was like, ah, I'm going to be all right. Turns out, broke that knuckle. I was like, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, when I uh, when I broke both feet, when I went – I, I didn't realize that I broke both of them initially. And I was like, fuck it. I was like cutting trees at the time. And I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go to work. And yeah. when I got to work – I was like, man, I gotta I just gotta sit down for a second. And I took the boot off of the other foot, and I was like rubbing my heel, and I was like, this shit just doesn't look right. So I took my sock off, and sure enough, the fucking left one was broken too. Oof. it was it was so awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it,
1: was, it was so awesome.
0: It's crazy, man. I, guys and women definitely view broken shit a lot differently. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never told a story to a woman where like like about how like I broke my hands or something like that. And she's like, that sounds cool. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Whereas in dudes yeah. are like, that sounds fucking awesome, yo. Hell yeah. How, that shit <laughs> yeah. You know yo, let mean? me see the scar, bro. <laughs> like, damn, let me see. Like, damn, your pinky yeah. don't go straight. Let me see that motherfucker.
1: Yeah, let me pull it.
0: Yep. Yeah. That always, like, women more so get disgusted by it. Like, they want to try to straighten it out. So like, straighten it out or whatever. And then when it, like, goes back down, they're like, Ugh, that's just gross. Don't touch me with that hand. I'm like, man, it's not that goddamn big a deal. I was in
1: an accident uh, a couple of years ago, and yeah. I I had like my whole face had to be put back together. But oh, I, I went to the ER, mm-hmm. and I'm like missing teeth, like my tongue's cut in three different halves. Like oh shit, my lip my lip is cut in half, like my nostril is detached, like it's all fucked up. Yeah, and this nurse comes in the room, and she was like younger, um, probably. I mean, if I had to guess, like she was probably just out of med school. Yeah. And she was like, I just want to see. Everybody keeps talking about it. <laughs> and like, she was so fascinated by my face. Yeah. And, like, I had a nurse. I had a male nurse. It was, like, the guy that ended up stitching me up. Yeah. And he, and he was like, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. This is fucking disgusting. And I was like,
0: <laughs> But this little bitty, like, petite girl was like, I just wanted to see. Yeah. They're all
1: talking about it.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know why. When I see a male nurse, bro, it, it – it always Greg makes Focker me think of, like, box. a male daycare worker. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, like, it's it's weird. Like, not weird, but I don't expect it. You know what I mean? Do you remember uh, Meet the Fockers or Meet the Parents? I, I do remember, bro. He shitted on him so hard. For being bro, a Robert De Niro.
1: You know, that was the first time in my life when those movies came out that I seen Robert De Niro not play a gangster.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it. Goodfellas, Casino... <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, actually, in uh, Enraging Bull, he was a boxer. But oh yeah, stories, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen him play a funny role before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's good at it. I'm not gonna lie, he's definitely, he's definitely. Can, Bro, can, Dave Franco's Robert forward. De Niro face is hilarious. Oh, I've yeah. Never seen oh,
1: oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah.
0: What movie? Dave is that? Franco. <clears throat> what movie? Neighbors? Neighbors, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbors, yeah, was It was great, yo. His there, they had that Robert De Niro party. His Robert said, De Niro face is he said God level. <laughs> that's just God tier, yo. I love it.
1: <clears throat> God dang, dude. I just got over like a wicked fucking sinus
0: infection, man. So like oh, you're good, man. I'm Listen, like, I literally Aw. just got my voice back today. So I'm actually glad that's why we had to do the podcast today because I was like, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna have a voice to do this shit any earlier. Man,
1: I uh I, I started feeling bad on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was like, my stomach was kind of upset. And so my, my daughter had like this little bug where like her, her stomach was upset and she had like a little runny nose Yeah, and she didn't have a cough. She wasn't like overly, like she didn't have a temperature. Like, so I, I was like, all right, well she's, you know, she's cool. Yeah. Like she's fine. Yeah. So I didn't really think anything of it. Well then all of a sudden I have like this fucking runny ass nose. It's like literally dripping while I walk, bro. I was like, oh, this is shit. terrible. Yeah, and then my right. and then my stomach started hurting, and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere I got this wicked cough, and I was like, "Oh fuck! Like I might have fucking I might have the fucking Rona." <laughs> <laughs> and so, That's always
0: the first thought nowadays, man. It's like I got the Rona, bro. I'm dying. So this was Friday, and I yeah. was
1: like, "Okay, I'm gonna take the night off from the gym," because like as of right now, like we're going seven days a week. Like I have, um, I have. Like, about scheduled until like the end of, um, I guess the end of October right now. And then I'm looking to pick up November and December right now. Um, so right now, like, we're seven days a week. Like, we're it's hard. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take one night off to like let myself heal up. I'm going to get a COVID test. Like, I'm going to, you know, got a COVID test. Uh, well, I was about to say I passed, but like, <laughs> test, I tested negative. And I was like, all right, cool, nothing to worry about. I got up Saturday, went to the gym, and I was there for, like, I was there for hours, bro. I mean, I was there, like, 9.30 to, like, 12.30 or maybe even one. Yeah. And I left, and I went and got Chick-fil-A. And I took it home, and I was like, I'm going to shower, and then I'm going to eat. Because, like, I'm, like, I'm very germaphobic, and I had staff. I had staff last year, and it fucked me up, so. Like, the first thing I do when I get done training is, like, I'm taking my clothes off, I'm driving home in my underwear, and I'm going to fucking shower. And, like, if I, have to, if, if I have to get out and pump gas, I'm pumping gas at the shell station in my fucking underwear. Like, they know what to expect at this point. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You already have to so often. I got home, and I showered, and I fucking fell asleep. Forgot about my Chick-fil-A. And I was like, damn, that's not like me at all. Yeah. Uh, I ate Chick-fil-A in bed and then passed out. And I woke up at like three in the morning to like 100 texts. Like, Leash was checking on me, my mom, my brother, like, everybody's like, yo, where the fuck you at? And I was like, yeah, I think I just died a little bit. And Sunday Sunday was terrible. Yesterday was terrible. I retested, still negative. So I guess it's just a wicked
0: fucking sinus infection. God, man, there's a bug going around right now, yo. Like, half my office is like gone, son, just doing shit. Like, I yeah. showed up one day and then they were like, no one can come in the office. I was like, fuck happened. And they're like, there's an outbreak of something, but everybody's missing. I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's here too, bro. Yeah.
0: Speaking to of, about how, that shit. how close are you to Garland or, uh, or Austin? To Austin, I'm three hours. Garland's closer to Dallas. So that's by oh. like four. <clears throat> I'll be
1: in Garland uh, October the 14th. And then... The seventeenth and eighteenth. Uh maybe the nineteenth too, I'll be in Austin.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Well I gotta I gotta check those dates.
1: But yeah, well, also well, my
0: sister lives in Austin too, so we definitely gotta we gotta link up and do some shit.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm, I'm we're going out for pans. Um so we're capping off like capping off like the like the, the season I guess with pans yeah. in October. And then, after that um leash leash actually goes back to Texas, and I might go too. um hell yeah, but it's i think I think it's in i don't know it's somewhere <laughs> 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 it's, fucking, it's somewhere, but it's like october the twenty second or some shit and then oh okay uh, but yeah we're, so we're gonna be in Texas for like a week,
0: oh fuck yeah, dude, no, yeah, we'll definitely have to uh to talk more off here. Yeah. And that way we get the date settled up. But, yeah, no, that'd be fucking dope, yo. Yeah, I'm super down for that, dude. i uh, got yeah. some good barbecue spots. Take you out, show you the night nightlife. Well, I don't know about that one. I don't want to at least to kick my ass. But, well, I mean, she can come, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep 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 guard duty. <laughs> I'm just, like,
1: I've not been out because I've been, like, locked away either, like. Training? Yeah, like, I, I'm either locked away, like, at the house, like, with, like, with my
0: daughter or I'm locked in the gym
1: seven days a week, like, just pounding it. And I have been
0: for months. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. dedication that it takes, though, to be, like, you know what I'm saying, top tier and shit like that. I got, it's kind of crazy, right? A lot of people don't really understand that because, uh, man, who, who talked about it? I mean, of course, there's anomalies, but somebody talked about it. I can't remember which fighter right now, but he was doing an interview or whatever. And he's like, I've never smoked in my life. I've never drank in my life. Like, I've been training since I was 13. You know, uh, I don't really go out to nightclubs, shit like that. And some people are like, How do you live like that? I was like, well, that's also why you're not a goddamn champion. You know what I mean? Like, that's also why you're fucking bobbed from accounting.
1: I, uh, when I was like, when I was growing up, I was like, my dad pushed me in wrestling. And, uh, and so I lived like a sheltered childhood. Yeah. And then when I turned 18, I had a scholarship to college and everything. And I just literally partied it away because I'd been sheltered for so long. I was like, this is like what I want to do. Um, and like, I came back and I started doing MMA and then, um, recently, like, I I, I mean, you talked before I went to Vegas, right? And then yeah, yeah. I went to Vegas and it didn't go great at all and no. it didn't go great. No. And so after that, I took a week to literally like feel fucking sorry for myself and like pout and cry and like yeah. be a bitch. And then I was like, I was like, what am I doing? And I'm literally going back to the gym. Like we got back on like a Tuesday and literally like Thursday I was in the gym coaching. And yeah. I'm like, why am I fucking feeling sorry for myself? And it was like a switch flipped in my brain. Yeah. And so since then, I've literally like halfway lived at the gym and have been competing and fucking people up and just like, yeah, I've been obs- seeing your
0: Instagram, man, and shit like obsessed. that. dog. I've been seeing you going hard.
1: I'm obsessed. I'm I'm obsessed with being the absolute best. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind
0: of how you gotta be, though, right? Like you gotta have like a certain level of obsession. And I'm glad you used that word because that's definitely how I would describe it. It's like, it's almost like an obsessed mindset. Like you kind of, they always say, you know, you got to kind of be a little bit crazy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't fucking, I don't, uh, and you know, like I've had struggles with like alcohol and I'm to the point now where like I can have a glass of wine with dinner and be okay. But I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Uh, Well, I mean, I, I do smoke, but like lately, I don't even remember the last time I've smoked pot. Yeah. Oh shit! And I was like an everyday smoker. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were when we were in Vegas, the day of my my match in Vegas, like the day of my fight in Vegas, I smoked five blunts before I stepped onto the mat. Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> and, yeah,
0: you're uh, you're my hero, Josh Thomas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, you know it's like you know it's fucked up. It's like afterwards, I was like, yo, I don't think, like, I don't think it was good weed. Like it just it wasn't good. Like I didn't get a head change. I got like a little bit of a head change, but not. Like, I wasn't stoned to the bone when I yeah. fucking walked Not what on. you were
0: expecting anyway.
1: No, not at all. I was like, I should be fucking – I should be literally creating new colors right now. Yeah, you're like, you should be <laughs> blitzed out your mind right now.
0: Um, But I just,
1: like, I, I became obsessed with it. So I'm, I'm doing all the right shit, and I'm dedicating all my time. And if I'm not with my daughter, I'm at the gym. And, and a lot of nights, like, my daughter goes to the gym with me because she has – uh like gym friends and and uh you know other little kids that come to the gym and, and whatnot so and we're like a super like family oriented gym um so like she comes to the gym and she gets to watch what daddy does and yeah. and uh i'm just like i'm i'm obsessed like I, it's not a hobby it's not um it's not like a part-time job anymore it's like this is
0: like this is like to go, go home now
1: yeah yeah it's like this is what
0: i do yeah hell yeah dude Yeah, like I said, man, sometimes and you know, it's kind of like you said, man, sometimes like you can feel down and feel sorry for yourself, but I don't think it's necessarily the like, I think they say that's when like a fighter's character pops out the most is like after a loss. Because, you know, when he's winning and riding high, of course, everybody knows who he is. But it's that like, like how we said last time on the last episode, we're on, you know, Conor McGregor, people could talk shit and say what they want about him. Mentally, that motherfucker's stronger than anybody I know, because he came back still talking all the cash money shit. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't miss a beat, yo. He keeps he keeps coming back and keeps talking better shit, I think. Honestly. Like, his his shit talking is like A1 right now. Oh yeah, he's he's on a different level of shit talk. But it's it's just crazy to think about though. And everybody just wants to be like, "Yeah, but he's a loser." And I was like, "I mean, listen, bro. He lost to fucking Khabib, which everyone lost to the man is undefeated." I mean,
1: yeah. K- the the thing with Khabib is like Khabib's such a weird um he's like such a weird almost like mythical like uh, wow i fucking forgot words for a minute he's like a he's like a mythical creature in the mma world because yeah you have this like you have this argument that khabib literally fought nobody but cans in russia until he came to the ufc which is accurate yeah the record of like his opponents like the common record would be at least three wins but at most, 11 losses. Like, they, they didn't have very great records. So he wasn't yeah. beating world-class fighters. Yeah. But when he got to the UFC, he beat all the world-class fighters. He beat your Edson Barbozas and he beat your Ally Aquinas, and uh, your Conor McGregor's, your Dustin Poirier's. He beat all these people. But then he walked away at the time that the division really cooked up the best. Because I think right now, is probably the best that the the UFC lightweight division has ever looked. When you've got motherfuckers like Mike Chandler, Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira, of course, at the very top. Yeah. Um, And you've got Islam. Like, now is truly the best it's ever looked. Yeah. So, you almost have to wonder if Khabib walked away for legacy or if he walked away for, like, his own selfish, like, I don't want to take this risk anymore. Um, Because when George walked away, George had literally beat – the best of the best of the best at Welterweight and it kind of yeah. looked like Welterweight had no more
0: options for George. Yeah, I mean listen, GSP is one of my all-time not worst greatest fighters of all time.
1: That is the all-time, man. The way he carried himself, the way he um evolved as a as a human and as a fighter in the cage.
0: Like that's the all-time goat to me. Yeah, um, I I I love that French motherfucker. I'll tell you what.
1: Dude, I didn't like Canadians until I until uh, George St. Pierre came around. Facts. <laughs> I mean, He's amazing.
0: Kinda, He's amazing.
1: I didn't mean to like get like, nerd out about fighting, but I love. No, you good, dude. I love I, it, man. I love the the argument for and against Khabib because it's it's so um, like it's so fifty fifty. Because you can yeah. argue this is like the most perfect fighter that's ever graced the octagon. Yeah, but you can also say this is the biggest fucking what if
0: that ever graced the octagon as well. I mean, you would be correct if you said either or, honestly.
1: Oh yeah, I don't. I don't get mad at anybody um, for saying either one because, like I said, like right now is truly the best the lightweight divisions ever looked, and now we have this supposed greatest lightweight of all time that's just not there anymore. He's like fucking Aang, the last airbender, and when the world needed him most, he disappeared. Like great
0: reference, by the way. Great reference. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I I was yeah, that's. But yeah, you been been looking inside my anime figurine case or what, dog? Hey, yo, you you got one. What? I got Aang, I got Zuko, I got uh, Katara.
1: low Loki, I'm trying to get into anime because oh, A dope, a, a, everybody at my gym is into anime and they start having these conversations and I literally feel like like I feel like I'm speaking a different fucking language than they are. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm trying to find um like different animes that I like. But it's like every time I try to turn one on, like I just can't sit and watch a TV show like that. Yeah. Um, like, make it like my phone will go off, and I look at my phone, and then I feel like I've missed like
0: five minutes, and you know what I mean. Like, it, I just I'm so ADD that I just can't. Yeah. Especially if you watch it like in the original Japanese, you could definitely kind of get lost in the sauce. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh man, Squid Game. Um,
0: oh that's I, Korean, but that was incredible. I love that movie.
1: I I couldn't I couldn't do it because of the what? subtitles. What? I, so I I was going to to college. I, well, before I fucking you know. <laughs> um but, yeah, but I was I was I was going to be an English teacher. Like I love English. I can read at a at a very high level and yeah. I could I myself couldn't read the subtitles and watch and try to comprehend and enjoy it at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I noticed that's the number one complaint that most people have so sometimes they tend to watch anime in English which listen, I get if you talk to some I I don't really care. I mean, well, that's not true. I'm going to be honest, I'm a big proponent of it should be with subtitles is the correct way to watch anime. However, if you do watch (laughs) anime in English, it's not like, oh, it's the end of the fucking world. I can't ever talk to you about anime. I mean, it's still the same shit. It's just sometimes certain shit is lost in translation. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you're a a purist.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, because I like watching in the original Japanese and then just, you know what I'm saying, um, reading the subtitles. But that's a, a very big complaint that I've heard, though is from people that watch it in English they're like it's cause I can't comprehend the story see what's going on and read the subtitles so the same argument can be made too do you read manga uh
1: yes and so you you read it left uh sorry right to left right
0: yeah yeah I, I read it the, the the original way that it was written does that ever like fuck you up or uh sometimes I'm not gonna lie especially if I go back to like reading a novel or like a, a regular book it does kind of fuck me up a little bit but I feel like, I feel like it's just different mind types, I guess. Cause I think it's a different part of your brain maybe or something. Cause it definitely yeah. does seem weird.
1: Yeah. And we always like, we, we tend to revolt against things that don't line up with what we know to yeah. be um, like routine. Um, which I think is why so many people kind of push away from, oh, in, in this, like in this day and age that we're living in. And I know we talked a lot about, a lot about like the way shit is in the last episode, but I think that's the way, or that's the reason why a lot of people push away from like hard work now is because we've essentially um, we've weakened an entire generation of people. Yeah, and and now we get mad at them for being pussies, and it, it's uh, it's like we kind of done this in a in a weird roundabout way, but we can't get mad at them for revolting against what is now their, their normal. You know what I mean? You know,
0: I mean, listen, we're in a society where literally you don't have to leave your house for anything or make contact with people for weeks at a fucking time, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? There are definitely a lot of conveniences to Amazon Prime and to streaming and shit like that to where before, you know, like when we were kids, I know we talked about it last time, where it's like you had to go outside, you had to play. Yep. You know, I, I definitely get it because I would, I would want children to be more active and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, We also didn't have this shit. I actually had an interesting conversation with my brother where I was like, if you could grow up in any age, like, what would it be? He's like, I would grow up now. He's like, I would go back to being a kid right now. And I said, really? He's like, dude, you don't understand. He's like, with how the internet is now and streaming and Uber and DoorDash and, like, all this other shit with such conveniences, he's like, it's literally, like, crazy just how easy kids have it.
1: I I think... Our generation will be the last generation that um, that will like work hard toward goals and feel an accomplished feeling after. Because I feel like the generation now, I mean, there are kids on TikTok, kids literally less than twice our age that are yeah. making six figures off of TikTok. Yeah. And so if that app, hi, honey. Sorry, my, my daughter just ran out here. Oh, you uh, do. I've been having all types of background noise. <laughs> <laughs> if that app was to be taken away uh, tomorrow, like, did you did you listen to the the Joe Rogan Theo Von uh, reading of like the um, the privacy like the data stuff?
0: Oh yeah, when they read the, uh, the terms the, of the the privacy details of of TikTok, yeah.
1: Yes. So if that app was to be taken away tomorrow,
0: and all these these
1: children. That are making six figures off TikTok just didn't have that that avenue anymore. They would, uh, I feel like they would resent actually getting a job and working once they become of age, and yeah. they would try to chase that uh, overnight sensation. You know, they would jump on a cryptocurrency or yeah. or a, a fucking NFT, or they'll jump on trends like that as opposed to putting on your fucking boots and and going to work. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. Well, see, I think it's because we also got this mindset from our fathers and our grandfathers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, listen, if you work hard, especially with my dad, I remember that was the number one thing that he always remembered to teach me. He was like, listen, I came to this country. I didn't know the language. I was brought over here as a child. I learned English. I worked hard. I found me a good job and I made myself the American dream. So, you know, they kind of also instill that in you where they're like, listen, if you do hard work and you persevere, you can get anything out of this fucking great country. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, and I agree with that because uh, when I was growing up, my dad was a welder. And yeah. every morning he would strap on his boots and grab his lunchbox and he would go to work. And every evening, like fucking clockwork, he would pull back in at the same time. And, like, when I was growing up, and you, you hear people talk about, I want to give uh, my children a better a better opportunity than I had that was the opportunity that was given to me was my dad literally broke his back in this, uh, in this fabrication shop. But that was literally the opportunity he gave to me to go to wrestling tournaments to fucking get a tutor because I was falling behind in school. It's like, that's what created those opportunities was him strapping on boots and going to work every day. And now it's awesome because my daughter gets to see me do it every morning. Um, she gets to see me put on boots and, and go to work. But then she gets to go to Daddy's other job where he's in a gym strangling other men. And, yeah. uh, and she gets to watch Daddy on TV. So it's... it's like that's I want that hard work to be instilled into her, if
0: that makes yeah. sense. No, it definitely makes sense, man. It makes a lot of sense, dude. Yeah, it's like... Leading by example is definitely probably the best thing. You know what I mean? Because like I said, my... My dad never told me nothing that he himself did not already do or was doing. You know, like I never got no advice from my dad where he was like, uh, you know, he wouldn't tell me, oh, be a man of your word and then just be like fucking lying to me all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if my dad ever told us anything, he's like, listen, if y'all don't piss me off, I'm going to take y'all to the zoo this weekend. (laughs) And if we didn't piss him off, we go to the zoo for the weekend. And if we pissed him off, he wouldn't take us. And we're like, but please? And he's like, nope, I told y'all. y'all I told me you, yep. Exactly. So now, and you know, like I said, man, I, I used to be with a woman that had kids and stuff like that. And, you know, uh one of the kids did, didn't have a father, so I was kind of like a father figure to him. Well, I mean, obviously he had a father, but he didn't know his his, uh, his dad. So he used to, like, call me dad and shit like that. And uh I, I just always tried to do the same thing that, like, my dad did with me, where I was like, listen, man, like, if I tell you something, I'm going to do it. So and I always tried to no matter how tired I was, if I told him like, Oh, Hey, when I come home, we're going to play cats. You know what I'm saying? And then out of, if I got out of work late and he's still waiting for me, I just be tired as shit, switch my boots for my sneakers. And then fucking just play, play cats. <laughs> that's it. Cause I didn't want him to look at me and be like, Oh, well he's a liar. I, so it's okay for yeah, me to yeah. be a liar and not do shit that I say I'm going to do.
1: That's the, that's the exact same way I am. Um, and it's it's beautiful that you're like that as a person because I am too. Um I I used to I used to come in from work and I'd be so tired that I'd sit on the couch and I would just I would just try to like get my shit together. Yeah. And my daughter would be like tea party and I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it. We're having a tea party." Like, there you go. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> we're doing this. And if I and if, if I ever have to get on my daughter, I tell her I'm going to take something away. Um because yep. I don't I don't there's a difference in disciplining your kids now uh, compared to like when we were growing up and, and the way that I, I grew up, I don't want my child to be disciplined the same way. And so yeah. um, I'll just oh, take
0: listen I'll, to the episode before this one, Josh, that comes out on Friday. Yeah. It's, it's literally called ass whoopings. And me and Tommy just uh, reminisce about all the ass whoopings we had as children. <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, that, That's how we used to be raised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used to go – I used to be told to go pick a switch off a tree. The, the, and, uh, same shit. Yep. Same shit. My, yep, but, I call but, my dad a mental terrorist. I mean, listen, I love that man, but he is a mental terrorist with some of the things he did. No, <laughs> I, I used to
1: get smoked. So <laughs> if I if I wrestled like shit in a tournament, you, you already knew when I got home, I was going straight downstairs and getting on the treadmill, and then I was doing push-ups, and then I was doing crunches. And if my dad thought for a moment that I didn't go as hard as I could, he would make me go fucking hard in the basement. Crunches, yeah. push ups, pull ups, treadmill. I was the fucking cardio king in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't I don't want my daughter to be raised that same way. So yeah. she loves dolls and she loves her tea party set. So if yeah. I tell her if I say, Hey, don't do that, I give I give her three chances. Like I'm an umpire dad. Like you get three three strikes and you're fucking out. So yeah. if if I get to that strike number three, I'm just gonna take whatever it is away from you and you're gonna yeah. have to get it back when I say you can have it back. Yeah. And I think because she's so small, um, she's so young, like she's gonna remember it, but she's also gonna appreciate it in the same respect that you're talking. She's gonna be like, you know what? My dad said that after school today I can go get my nails done. And he you know what I'm saying, he's gonna he's gonna follow through on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been telling always her.
0: Always such good memories. You know, I, I talked to my dad the other day, and, you know, I was telling him, I was like, man, I was like, I talked about you on a podcast. You talked about me, and I was like, yeah. I said uh, I was talking to somebody, which I, I did that episode with, are uh, my favorite, with uh, guyo, and I was telling him how much I love my dad and how much I appreciated him, and, that, you know, if I grow up to be, like, half the man that he is, I know that I'm going to be a great man. And I remember my dad hearing that, and I could hear him over the phone crying, and he's like, You don't know how much that means to me, man. Like, you know, I tried really hard with you guys, you know, I was a single dad of four kids. I was fucking, you know, like thirty years old. Shit was tough. And I was like, I only remember the good shit to be honest with you. I don't even remember I hardly remember the bad shit.
1: Yeah. And that's when you when you have a parent that and there's like this understanding at a young age. Like your parents are trying their best. Yeah. Um, And like even though you might not understand the circumstances, you understand uh, effort. And I feel like you have this appreciation for your parents and you almost block out the bad shit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: But I've, I've been telling Sadie that daddy has a fight in September. And when I win, we're going to take the money and we're going to go to Disney world. And whether I win or lose, we're still going to go to Disney world, but, um, she can, she can depend on in September. At some point we're going, we're going to fucking Disney. Hell yeah. yeah, and and I'm not gonna take that away from her because she, I mean, she loves Mickey Mouse, um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking take that away from her.
0: No, yeah, I, I get it, man. And like I said again, it just goes back to you know being about your work stuff like that, man. You know, like I said, it's, they they definitely appreciate that because, like you said, recognize.
1: Absolutely, it absolutely is, and she's never gonna, like, she's never gonna remember. Um, I don't know. She's never going to have a memory of me not trying my hardest.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's like, that's what I want to instill in her. And, and um, should she choose to have kids one day? And I, I hope that she makes all the right decisions. And I hope that she starts a, a beautiful family. And I hope she's very happy when she gets older. Yeah. But that's, that's the same values that I want her to pass on to her kids. And yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the circle of life,
0: man. Yeah. I think that's always what you want. You know what I mean? Like you just want to be like, my, my job is to basically not raise a tiny asshole. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's my- kind of the basic goal, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I just want to not raise another asshole in this world.
1: I had a friend one time, right before Sadie was born, I asked him, I was like, well, like, do you have any good advice? Cause my, my dad has been passed on for a couple of years and yeah. And uh, I was in this, this guy was kind of older and and his kids were grown and and we worked together and and we were pretty close. And I was like, man, I was like, you got any, any good advice? And he was like, I'm going to tell you the same thing that my brother told me. And I was like, okay. And he said, keep the kids off the pipe and they'll be good. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, you know what? Like I honestly think that that's so obscure that you could actually in a roundabout way, call that good advice. Yeah. I mean, we we strive we strive to keep our kids off the pipe and and
0: yeah they'll be good. I mean, isn't that what they say like all the time? Like a father's job is to keep his son out of jail and his daughter off the pole. Yep. <laughs> Which listen, my dad did a great job. I just I just but that's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, my
1: my sister was a stripper. So I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, low key. I've never I've never told this story publicly. Um and it's it's so there's been so many years removed now that it's 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 not funny but it it is funny when i was when i was growing up i i got these two adopted sisters from a, a roundabout weird situation okay uh, it's just too complicated to to detail so i just i got two sisters okay and uh they're not they're not blood but we you know um yeah. and so one of them went to work uh, in a strip club in West Virginia yeah. as a bartender. Oh. And, and a couple months later, she was trafficking drugs for the Mexican cartel. Holy and, shit. And was a stripper and was driving a fucking brand new car and uh, had season tickets to any football game you ever wanted to go to. It was, yeah, so... I don't look at that as a failure.
0: <laughs> Gosh, you come from a long line of gangsters, bro.
1: Bro, that, you, you know what it is, man. <laughs> you know what it is.
0: Yeah, I'm like, and it's kind of crazy because, you know, if, you, if like, you knew my family or whatever, everybody says that they're like, you got to be adopted. Because one, I'm like, at a minimum, three shades lighter than anyone else in my family. So that's first. I'm pale as shit. <laughs> Second, I'm the only, like or whatever where people are like oh he was the troubled kid he got in trouble he ran the streets he did all this other shit or like listen man my other siblings like my two brothers are fucking dorks like they're nerds you know i love <laughs> them they're they're fucking dorks i and uh my, my I, sister very I understand good- where you're graduated from UT you know what i mean like got has a great job uh lives in austin and stuff like that bro so it's just like it's always when I'm around my family, and they're like, there's no way, right? Like, there's a fake family you hired or some shit, because there's no goddamn way.
1: I, I in a lot of ways, I'm the exact same, because um, I'm the only member of my family that is an athlete. Um, well, I've got Scotty. Scotty's doing jujitsu with me now, and I'm very proud of him. But there you go. Um, I'm the only person in my family that, that is an athlete. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I am i'm so like similar to my family in a lot of ways and i'm so vastly different yeah and the 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 main difference is looks because i come from a line of like heavier set uh bigger like like taller people yeah and i'm fucking five foot seven and a 100 i fight at 135 pounds the most i ever blow up to is like 150 yeah and my brother and i work at the same place now and uh that guy was looking at me the other day and he said, wow, he said, uh, he said, you're like half the size of your brother. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yep. And, and my nephew worked there as well. And he goes, you know, your nephew's pretty big too. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, are you, are you guys sure you're related? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. So a couple of days later, uh, this, this same guy walks up and I'm having a conversation with someone else and he goes, Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're a Thomas. <laughs> so it's, it's, I guess the way we talk is all very similar. Um, yeah,
0: I get and, the adopted question a lot, like, so were you adopted or something? Man, <laughs> like, we don't talk like Like, it's but it's so crazy because, like I said, me and my siblings, we're, like, super close. So it's legitimately, like, fucking crazy to think about when it's, like, how, like, how the fuck are y'all related? But we get along so well, though. So it's, it's what's kind of what's honest. the
1: age gap for you and your siblings?
0: I, I think so because, like I said, for me and the youngest, we have an eleven-year difference. But me and my younger brother, it's like three years, and then my sister, me and her, are four years. So it's like you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: my my older brother is eighteen years older than me because my dad was a fucking OG. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, <laughs> but. Like we're so similar in in so many regards, and and I remember there was one night we were sitting around, just fucking like smoking and drinking a little bit, and we left, and Leash was like, "Holy fuck, I understand now," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "You guys are the same person." <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, okay, makes sense."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. Yeah. yeah, no, I just uh, I'll tell. You, I usually get the adopted question. They're like, "You're adopted, aren't you?" I'm like, "No, bro, the fuck."
1: But, I don't mean to cut this short,
0: but I have, like, 6% left. Oh, no, you're good, brother. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad I just had you on for an hour, man. It's always such a pleasure. Man, dude, we, a great we, we need to catch up,
1: like, on the podcast, outside the podcast, whatever. Feel free to call me anytime, man. I'll talk to you for fucking however long, bro. We can just we can just talk, man. I love I love talking to you, man.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, listen, you need some anime recommendations. You let me know, man, because I'm not going to put you on the bullshit. Because people are going to try to... Tell you, you need to watch this old ass anime. Fuck that! Listen, old anime is good for what it was back then, but new anime is so much better. Like the fight is So you
1: much can better. you can message me. Uh, you can message me a couple of your favorites as soon as we as soon as we finish up, and I'll go home and start hot spotting them on the on the
0: TV. <laughs> there you go. I got you, man. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you my top three. Uh, that I'm currently either watching or uh just finishing. But uh, go ahead, man. Tell people your social media. Where can they find you at? in case they want to check you out and find out how to be like a bad motherfucker.
1: Yeah. um, You can find me on Instagram. It's at Thomas J A W W S H. Um, And I also have a new show that has a new Instagram. It's at the homegrown MMA show. Uh, It's purely an MMA show. Um, I just recently launched a clothing company with a couple of friends of mine and it's called the homegrown fight co. And you can find that the link in the bio. We're selling some pretty cool shit um august the 27th i am about to win the title of best 135 pound grappler in west virginia let's fucking go i have a match against this black belt fucking shit talker that i'm gonna absolutely fucking hurt and uh let's go, dude. he called me out like a, a little bit over like a month or maybe two months ago and i'm gonna make him wish he never did there uh, you go so, that's August the 27th, and right before we step onto the mats, I'm literally giving my phone to my brother, and my brother is going to post how I'm going to beat this fucking guy before I ever walk onto the mat. So, um, oh, that's, that's, August, that's August the 27th. Uh, September 24th, catch me on flowgrappling.com, Midwest Finishers. I'm about to fucking pick up a check, and October, whatever, I'm going to be the 135-pound Pans champ, so... Tune in.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Make sure that y'all check out Josh Thomas, man. He really is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, bad man when it comes to fighting, bad man when it comes to fatherhood, and bad man when it comes to friendship. Thank you so much once again, man. Love having you on. I'll definitely send you those anime recommendations, and we definitely got to catch up and link up when you're in Texas, man. Well, I got to finish cooking these steaks and these lamb chops, but as soon as I'm done with that, wash my hands, I got you, man. Fuck yes, dude.
1: Oh, Oh, yo, so Leash is about to be the single best uh, 125-pound female grappler in West Virginia. She's about to snatch a check in Chicago with me September the 24th. You guys can find her on Flow Grappling, too. And uh, UFC Fight Pass October the 22nd. She will be beating the shit out of some bitches. Tune in.
0: Hell, yeah. Let's make sure that we say hi to Alicia from over here at Block Talk, man. And I'm sorry, I forgot to mention her when I was bringing up uh, women when I was talking to my sister. But in my defense, I was I was a little inebriated.
1: No, 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 you're good, you're good. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, no, man. Why well, don't you get good, on good. out of here? Yeah. She,
1: uh... yep. oh, she what? What? oh no, I was about to say she she has a she has a brother too, and uh, <laughs> yeah, her and her brother are like very similar, but also very different. So it was it was gonna add to the
0: sibling talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Why well, don't you get out of here before your phone dies, man? Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate yep. it, brother, as always.
1: Yep, late, brother.